Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by InsideTexas.com publisher, Eric Nolene. Uh, Eric, welcome in. It's our weekly state of the program. Each and every week we try to uh, give the very latest about the Longhorns. This is a big week coming up for Texas. 13 newcomers will be showing up on campus sometime in the next seven days. Uh, of course, you have a bunch of high school guys and you have two uh, You have two uh, mid-year, or excuse me, not mid-year, uh, summer enrollees off of the transfer portal. Trill Carter, the defensive lineman out of Minnesota. Ryan Sanborn, the punter uh, from Stanford, joined 11 high schoolers set to show up. I think the first day is May 28th. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's funny. We've talked about the, uh, the the 2023 class so extensively, it's almost like it's been complete. But then, oh, there's this whole other piece of uh, players coming in uh, with another talent infusion. Uh, they're going to be a little bit behind their classmates, but you know those classmates hit the ground running. I expect these guys to do the same. They're going to, you know, they're going to follow the, the those freshman guys that they that they got to know throughout the recruiting process, uh, and I think they're going to get bought in really quick. I want to go down the list just to make sure everybody knows. Uh, Derek Williams is the highest rated player yet to, to enroll. Uh, he's the safety out of New Iberia Westgate, five star prospect. Jelani McDonald out of uh, Waco Conley, a safety star position is what we're told. Justin Wells reporting that that's the position he's going to start at. Uh, Warren Roberson, a safety out of Red Oak, more of a do-it-all guy for Red Oak last year. Uh, not unlike some in some ways Savion Red, except on the defensive side of, side of the ball, right? Uh, yep. Trevor Gooseby, big lineman, offensive lineman out of uh, Melissa that finished fifth in the state shot put. Trey Wisner, a running back athlete type uh, that was on the state championship at DeSoto. Uh, Billy Walton, another state champion. Uh, edge prospect from South Oak Cliff, Spencer Shannon, uh, the two tight ends, Spencer Shannon, Shannon, a uh, big, long, tall drink of water out of Santa Ana Mater Day. I think he's 6'6", 225. Will Randall uh, was Arch Manning's classmate, uh, the tight end out of New Orleans Newman that's recovering from an ACL. Uh, Samaje Burrell, uh, one of the very first commitments of the class, really helped start it off right, the inside linebacker out of North Crawley. And then Tassilia Kana, uh, the uh, edge prospect, out of Utah, Eric, Derek, Eric, I said Derek because I want to go Derek Williams, but yep. Eric, in your opinion, do any of these guys, because this question came up, do any of these guys have a chance to play early in your opinion? Or, or is Texas deep enough now where they're not going to have to rely on guys that just show up the summer before they start playing? Well, I mean, obviously Sanborn's going to start at punter and Trill Carter's going to be a rotational player right off the gates. But, you know, I know everybody wants to hear that Derek Williams is going to come in and star as a true freshman. And I just don't think that's going to happen um, just because safety is such a, a difficult position to learn. You know, the middle of the field, linebacker, safeties, you know, there's a lot going on with coverages. You got to play the run as well. Um, so I think fans often overrate the immediate impact that the that they should expect out of a, out of some of those prospects. Quarterback is another one, safety. Uh you know, inside linebacker, you know, Samaje Burrell is another guy that, yeah, if if he had enrolled early, then I would say he'd, he's going to get get uh, playing time uh, like Anthony Hill and Leona LaFau. Uh, but given the late arrival, you know, that, that has to temper your expectations. Any other guys uh, that you think are possibilities? A guy like Jelani McDonald, if uh, find some time, if if Jaden Gilbo's, uh, Jalen Gilbo's not ready to go? Nope, nope, sorry, not happening. Um I think he's going to end up being a linebacker long-term anyways. I think that's just a good way to get him to learn the, the coverages. Um, you know, obviously he's going to get out there, run around, get, get, um, you, you want those guys, you want your linebackers comfortable in coverage anyway. So that's a good place for him to start while he, while he uh, adds weight. Uh, 
but you know, you got Jaday Barron, Jalen Gilbo, and then Austin Jordan. And then, you know, even Michael Chaff would be ahead of Jelani McDonald if they had to, you know, play, play somebody ahead of, uh, or, you know, against Alabama. So it's just a lot to, a lot to learn. You know, it's, there, there's a big step up between uh, high school and college, and it's not as easy to make as the, as the rankings would have you believe. I, I totally agree with that sentiment because I've, I've seen it in my 30 plus years doing this. You, you, you think a fi- guy's a five star, but to your point about Derek Williams, there's a nuance to the position, yeah. right? And that Absolutely. that comes over time. Uh, some some guys are freaks. Kelvin Banks, one of them. Uh, but at the end of the day, he really has to worry about lining up and beating yeah. the man in front of him. And he not, was he, he was an early enrollee, and uh, we knew that he was going to be mentally and physically ready. I mean, we 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 had that understood. Um, you know, if they, if they didn't if they weren't so deep, maybe some of these guys would play. You know, maybe if they didn't have uh, you know they they didn't they weren't too deep across the board at wide receiver, maybe Ryan Niblett would have higher expectations. Um, but you know, as it is, he's going to have to learn the playbook now. While Jonte Cook and DeAndre Moore already have a have a huge head start on him. That that early enrollee is a, is a game changer. And not and the thing about Moore and uh, Cook is they already had an advanced understanding of the receiver position as it was. Yep. Niblett played all around the field for Aldine Eisenhower. So yep. them guys, those guys coming in early, give them even another further step knowing the Texas offense. Uh, and uh, they were in some sophisticated schemes themselves in high school. The, the, the one guy that I circled uh, that I want to mention is Spencer Shannon. And I think he actually has a chance to be a third tight end in blocking situations. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, he's physically mature. You, you mentioned he's 225. I think he might be bigger than that. Um, you know, he's got a big, long frame, uh, really, really well built to be an inline uh, tight end. You know, I think he's going to end up being bigger than Jeff Swaim. And if, if you guys remember that, I think his 2013 season, Swaim was quite good as an inline blocker. I think he's got a chance to be another Jeff Swaim. Um, but yeah, again, he's, you know, he's going to have to learn the running game. Uh, but he does. He, he doesn't have to. He's not going to have to learn the whole route tree like uh, like some tight ends would, at least not right away. Eventually, that'll come to him. But I think they can focus him on it, being an inline blocker uh, in case something happens with Gunner Helm. Uh, Swain still collecting an NFL paycheck, by the way. Yep. Uh, when, before we uh, get going to the next topic, I want to say thank you to our sponsor of each and every state of the program. That's Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, the Lowy Law Firm specializes in uh, getting you compensated for your injuries or uh, accidents that occur to you that are not your fault. Uh, so if you've been in a car wreck or act, uh, in an accident on the job, uh, give Adam and his group a shout at 512 512- 280-0800 or visit lowylawfirm.com for a free consultation. And remember, Adam and his group focus on results. Um, Eric, the next thing that's coming up for Texas is the start of June actually begins the official visit weekends for recruits. Reiner Swanson, uh, mm-hmm. the tight end out of uh, uh, Laguna Beach, is the very first one uh, to set up an official visit to Texas. I believe it's the June 1st week. Uh, actually, but then there's 40 more guys set to come in in June. Uh, more than half of them are out of state. We've talked about that. Uh, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on Texas's outlook heading into the month of June? A lot of fans are upset or concerned, not upset, concerned that Texas only has three commitments. We've talked about the patience part of this process. What, what are your thoughts overall? I mean, if the fans are concerned, then, you know, they're probably not signed up to Inside Texas. Maybe it's you're just uh, dealing with the, the YouTubers. They need to get on Inside Texas and we'll provide all the context to alleviate those fears for, you know, just 10 cents a day. You can alleviate those fears about Texas recruiting. 
Um, yeah, I think they've got it set up that, you know, June is definitely go time. You know, we just did percentages the other day and, and a lot of fans thought they were low, but you know, you gotta, if you play out the probabilities on it, um, it comes out in UT's favor more often than not. Um, so I, but, but June is definitely go time where you get these guys to, to visit, you get to meet them and, and meet them more personally, you get to meet their families. Um, it's their extended visits. Um, so this is where the, this is where the rubber meets the road. As far as recruiting goes, it's going to uh, dictate the rest of the summer and, and it's going to dictate partially what happens in the fall and, and December. So it's definitely going to be an exciting time. Uh, you mentioned Reiner Swanson. That's a guy that, you know, I, I don't know how many, how much uh, fans are talking about him. It doesn't seem like a whole lot, but Texas has a, has a viable chance to land that guy. I've, I've talked to him. I uh, definitely liked Austin. You know, one of the first things he mentioned, he liked Austin before he even visited campus because he went to Torchy's Tacos. Well, you know, if you love Torchy's Tacos, there's going to be plenty more for you to explore. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm excited. You know, it gives us, you know, recruiting has been kind of quiet for a very long time. You know, really since last summer, uh, things have been pretty quiet. But things are, are finally going to pick up. Um, and if you were patient, you know, I think that patience is going to be rewarded. But again, don't don't expect the fireworks we saw last summer. But it, we are going to see a string of, of, of commitments uh, throughout, I would say, June and August leading up to the season. It's interesting to me because we I, I went over with the guys, uh, Justin and Jerry, how many scholarships at each position we thought Texas might give uh, in the 2024 class. And, and I want to give you those and see if you had any comment on them uh, yourself. Uh, at quarterback one, Trey Owens, running back, uh, Jerry and Justin both thought two. They thought they would, you know, to shard choice wants to, regardless of whether he gets the two top guys or not. Receiver was three, uh, with one possibly being a portal prospect if so many go pro. Okay. Tight ends, two. Uh, offensive lineman, four to five, with the five being a possible big name out of state guy. Interior defensive line, three to four. They were a little hesitant on that because, again, they're concerned about the portal. Uh, if uh, three, the three interior guys, Tavondre Sweat, Alfred Collins, uh, and Byron Murphy all go pro after this year. Uh, at edge, two to three, they thought. Linebacker, one to two. Uh, two mm -hmm. would be the maximum number. Uh, and then in the secondary, they thought four to five, with almost all of them having the ability to play multiple positions. Um, is there anything you would grind back or pull back on uh, in that list or add to? Uh, you know, numbers-wise, I'd be, you know, two two running backs aren't a necessity in this class, numbers-wise. Um but we know how much they like both uh, Jarrett Gibson and and uh, Christian Clark. So you know, I tend to lean towards them taking two. But I don't. I don't think it's a guarantee necessarily. Uh, it, let's say they don't get Clark and they only get Gibson. I think they might might just uh, hold up shop right there and, and and stay pat. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Um, 
Yeah, I think wide receiver is going to be three high schoolers, but I think they're guaranteed to take a portal guy just because I think they are going to, to lose, uh, you know, at least, you know, they got four guys that they could potentially lose next year. Eddie Mitchell, Worthy, Whittington's for sure gone. And then, you know, maybe Isaiah Nair, that'd be a good sign for this season if Isaiah Nair blows up and, and goes, goes to the NFL too. I think, they, I think they're guaranteed to, take, to need a portal guy uh, next season. I think they're guaranteed to need a portal guy at uh, interior defensive line too. So how does that affect the numbers? They might only take three. However, they're setting up such a good uh, depth chart there or, or a big board at, at defensive tackle. It might be tough to only take four. So maybe they take four and a portal guy, you know, depending on needs. Uh, but I think guarantee going in the SEC, they're going to need another mature guy like they just went in and got with Trill Carter uh, at defensive tackle. Uh, linebacker, I expect that to be two, but they're not going to force it. You know, if they can, if they're fortunate enough to get Ty Anthony Smith this summer, uh, then that they, they might just hold out and see who either blows up uh, as seniors. You know, I just talked to Kamar Matuti out of uh, uh, Los Angeles last night. Uh, he's got a chance to really blow up this season. Um, Kamori House is another guy that they would look at. But, you know, obviously everybody knows Justin Williams will be a target. They'll recruit him through the whistle uh, no matter what. So, But they're going to have to be patient at linebacker if they get Ty Anthony Smith. If they don't get Ty Anthony, then they're going to be a little more aggressive, I think, with the L.A. kids. Yeah, that um, makes sense. And then, yeah, defensive backs versatility is the key there. Um, you know, everybody that they look at can play two positions, like Warren Roberson you mentioned earlier. Um, so, yeah, I think I think four or five is, is going to be the right number. You know, it's like offensive line. Again, their number is four to five. Those are the two best big boards that that are, are set up. You know, Kyle Flood and Terry Joseph, uh, along with Blake Gideon, have put themselves in a really good position to where, you know, it's going to be hard to, to say no to some of these guys if, if, uh, if they start recruiting them as well as we thought as we think they will. It's interesting. Speaking with Eric Nolene, publisher, InsideTexas.com. Uh, as Eric mentioned earlier, please consider a subscription to Inside Texas. It, it is your source uh, for not only team news, but also recruiting news day in and day out. Uh, I guess five yeah, to ten articles Bobby, a day. What did they say on tight ends? Uh, they said two. Yeah, they, yeah. I think they felt two. two. As well. Yeah. I, I think, you know, my, my take on that is Will Randall's coming off an ACL. Mm -hmm. um, and that number could go up depending on who's available. Uh, because right now, JT Sanders leaving early. Juan Davis hasn't really found a role. Uh, they, they could need more, Eric. And, and, and Gunnar Helm's not that uh, guy that's going to really press people in the passing game. Yeah, you know, and Reiner Swanson, if they, if they get him, he's, he's talking about taking a, a mission trip after, uh, after a freshman year. So that would, that would be a difficult number to navigate around. So Jordan Washington out of Lang Langham Creek makes a lot of sense. He obviously provides a very good receiving threat. Uh, not a, not necessarily known to be a blocker, but uh, seems pretty physical on tape. But I think Jordan Washington is somebody that they're going to have to stay on pretty good and and try to get him in the class. Just you know, he's talented as a receiver, but numbers dictate it too. He's coming in that first weekend. That first big weekend looks like June sixteenth. Uh, Jordan Washington is out of Langham Creek. You mentioned Ty Anthony Smith, the linebacker out of uh, Jasper. He comes in the midweek uh, mm -hmm. because he's going on a family cruise <laughs> the week on that weekend. But he yep. wanted to get to Texas before he left for that. Uh, but it looks like it, I, I want to ask you a little bit and, and segue this into the issue that I see recruiting out of state. Because I've, I've talked to Justin, I've talked to Jerry about it, and we all have our little thoughts on it, right? Mm -hmm. What is your take on Texas going so much out of state? More than half their visits that are set up for the month of June are for, coming from guys from out of state. That doesn't mean that that'll be – who they end up with the most commitments from. Yeah. Um, but what, what is your take on that? Well, I have a few thoughts on it. Uh, I should probably write it up. Um, the, you know, um, 
they've got a they've got a standard they're not going to go beneath. <clears throat> they would prefer to recruit in state above all else, and they're showing that, uh, especially at defensive back. You know, that's they're prioritizing the in state guys because those guys meet their standard of of what a championship player is. And so, um, you know, the, the more players are like that, the less they'll go out of state. Now, this cycle has never really set up to be super strong across the board. Uh, you know, and, and there's always going to be needs that that are tough to meet in state. You know, if you want defensive linemen, you kind of have to go out. Um, you have to go out, out to the southeast eastern area, southeastern conference region. And so, you know, they're, they're going to do what they have to do to put together a winning team. Now, here's the problem. There's so many players in Texas that there's going to be a lot of guys that Texas passes on that schools like Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Baylor are going to benefit from that end up in the NFL. So there's going to be some bad beats down the road that that fans are like, well, why did Texas pass on this guy to go out? Blah, 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 blah. But that's that's hindsight. Hindsight's 2020. Um but their, their emphasis is in-state first and foremost. That's where they're going to evaluate first. That's where they're going to first, you're going to make their, uh, their Colin Simmons sorts of, sort of offers, uh, the Micah Hudson offers. Uh, but after that, they, they need to find those type of players. And if they're not in Texas, they have to go, go to wherever they are. You mentioned the southeastern segment of the country. Um, two-thirds of the guys coming in uh, are from the southeast, uh, basically, of the out-of-state guys. There's an Arizona guy or two. There's a few Californians. Yeah. Uh, to be added to to the list, but Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, Florida, Louisiana, uh, even Arkansas and Missouri, Missouri now SEC state, uh, all of got yeah. And I mentioned Georgia. That, yeah. There there are guys lined up to visit from all of those states to the University of Texas. It's the most uh, SEC centric recruit recruiting class I've seen. I want to I want to talk a little bit further about that. And one other question I have for you. First, I need to say thank you to our sponsor one last time, and that's Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, Adam and his, fam and his uh, family firm specializes in results for their clients, whether it's a tragic car wreck, an accident in the workplace, or any sort of serious or catastrophic injury. Adam is who you want to call. Call Adam today at 512-280-0800 or reach him at lowylawfirm.com for a free consultation. And remember, Adam focuses on results. I ask you this about that foray into the sec you mentioned adding portal guys to kind of beef up the upfront and the experience level how important do you think that mix will be like do you see texas going even more portal heavy next year because they're going to be losing so many guys to the nfl or do you think it's going to be a kind of like it was this year where it's a select four or five um you know it's, it's going to depend on the losses but I think they're going to try to bolster the defensive line uh, through the portal. I think they're going to have to, you know, they're, they're going to be okay on the offensive line. Fortunately, you know, that, that the offensive line is going to be on a great cycle as far as physical maturity goes uh, and experience. It's not going to be the case on the defensive line. And, you know, Bo Davis knows better than anybody what you need up front uh, in the SEC. And Sark is very pragmatic when it comes to that. And they're not going to look at, they're going to, they're going to feel like the roster cycle is in a good place that they have to go as hard as possible to try to make sure that they, they go into the SEC and hit the ground running. You don't want to go in and go seven and five or eight and four in your first year, especially after, you know, this season promises to be a pretty good year. Uh, you want to build off of that. They're going to feel the pressure to go get uh, whoever they can to help, um, you know, but I think, you know, I think the edge is finally going to be in a better place. Assuming Baron Sorrell does return, uh, you know, they'll at least have another year of maturity out of Ethan Burke. Uh, but I do worry about the interior defensive line for, for 2024, and I, I don't – they only have Sadir Mitchell uh, from the defensive tackle class in 2023, right? To me, that was a, to the, to me, that was a mistake that they're going to have to figure out a, a solution for uh, this next offseason. 
Yeah. You just mentioned something that I really like the term with Steve Sarkeesian. You said pragmatic. Um, I, I agree with you. Um, yeah. Realistic yeah. almost is, is a good term for him as well. He doesn't uh, think everything is sunshine and roses. At the same time, he's not overly concerned about things. Uh, expand a little bit about why you feel he's pragmatic, because I, I really do feel that's a that's a good term. Well, the guys he's targeting in the portal, you know, he's only going for for difference makers. You know, he's not he, he's done a good job of uh, keeping in the, you know, the guys that would be the depth. You just saw AM lose all their depth. Uh, so they did a good job of of keeping their starters. Um, but what happens with a couple guys go down, you know, it's football. It's going to happen. And, and, that, and you've talked about AM having such a thin margin of error. They can win. They can have an, a, a, a season that kind of is a big bounce back from next year. But the margin of error is so small because of the depth. Stark's been really pragmatic about how he's gone about the. Uh, the portal he hasn't gone over over the top you know they they could have taken a they could have gone after another safety this past week and they said you know let's just stand pat with what we've got um you know they they haven't gone to to i think they've gone just the right amount you know like goldilocks just the right amount on the on the portals that they've targeted um and as the depth has gotten better you know they've they haven't had to reach as much as as, as, as recent you know jai hall was a reach we all knew jai hall was a reach in in real time you know i think the the recruit nick loved the fact that he was a, a five star by some services uh, we looked at his track record and said, uh, I don't know. But Sark's not making those reaches anymore. He, he, at that time he did it, it made sense because he's trying to elevate the overall roster talent. Uh, now he doesn't feel that feel the burden to do that. So I, I think he's had a perfect plan with uh, – maybe not a perfect plan, but a very good plan uh, with a portal. I know some fans are like, well, why didn't they get Jared Verse? Well, Jared Verse obviously went in the portal to go to Florida State. He stayed at Florida State for another year when he would have been a first-round draft pick. So there's obviously more, more in the details there. Um, but I, I think overall, he's just navigated the roster quite well. Uh, I do, other than, you know, defensive tackle is a concern for me in 2024. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with him being pragmatic across the whole program, including the portal. I think he's done a good job of that. Um, and showing patience in recruiting generally, Eric, is also pragmatic. And he seems to not get, yep. um, what's the right word? He seems not to get antsy. Yeah about it right i mean i yeah. think he's been through the wars he understands what it takes uh so uh well, just the I, just the amount that they're just the amount they change the names on their big board you know moving guys around is pragmatic that's that's proof that he's not getting antsy um you know tom herman if if he liked uh, brennan eagles in in february of uh, 2016 that was going to be his guy no matter what and you know they got him uh but it didn't exactly work out um yeah you, you've got to you've you got to do what's best for the program, and that that goes back to his out of state approach too. You know, he's not gonna he's not gonna lower the bar just because he can get an in state kid. Now again, it's gonna backfire a time or two. And AM's taking the same approach. There's gonna be a lot of really good players that end up. You know, you know, other schools are gonna benefit. Whoever is recruiting Texas from out of state, and then of course the in state Big Twelve schools are gonna gonna benefit a little bit as well. Um, but it's pragmatic in real time. Got it. All right, uh, that's Eric Nalin, publisher, InsideTexas.com. Give Inside Texas. Uh, a shout and a chance uh, with a subscription. I also want to thank our sponsor, Adam Lowy, who sponsors the state of the program each and every week. Eric, same time, same channel next week, bud. Sounds good, Bobby. Right, have a good one.